the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Question for you. Even though it hurts, would you want to hear the truth or would you rather hear a lie so that it would tickle your ears and make you feel good? That's what we're asking next on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. The indictment is straightforward. Paul says they have itching ears. See, they want to hear things that make them feel good, not the truth that will make them be good. And there is a big difference. Hi and welcome. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 4 here today on Times of Refreshing as we take a look at a message called Itching Ears. It is a sober reminder that we are called to truth at all cost. Please join us. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. It says here in verse 3, But time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Now, this is dangerous. This is dangerous on several fronts here that I want to really address. Number one, it says here in verse, in verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. According to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Now, this is dangerous. This word itching, it means to cut, to scrape, to scratch, to tickle. It metaphorically, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, it's meaning being tickled. Itching, referring to the ears, having an itch to hear something pleasing. Meaning to be t- being tickled, itching, referring to ears, the ears, Having an itch to hear, and I like this, he says, something pleasing. Something pleasing. Saints, this is dangerous. Because of people's desires, because people have itching ears, they're gathering up teachers who will simply tell them something that's pleasing to them. It's no different than what we see happening in the Old Testament in Isaiah's days, Jeremiah's days, when they had false prophets who would prophesy lies to make people comfortable in their condition, it would not release the truth of God's word. And this is exactly what's happening a lot of times today. That people are me- measuring the message simply by how pleasing it is to them. And how many know that not all the food that is good for you tastes good? Not all the food that is good for you tastes good. Well, a lot of times this is what happens in ministry and in life. People, now this is a dangerous part of it. People 
will heap up or gather for themselves teachers that simply will tell them what they want to hear. To the point where I've had pastors tell me, I've had pastors tell me, after they've preached messages, the deacon board, people like that, will come, well, that was a good message, but I think you need to add this. And, you know, I, there, was a, there was one pastor, he preached on sin, and he started getting so many emails from the members of the church complaining that he, Lord help him, got up the next week and apologized to the church for preaching against sin. That's documented because of all the complaints. So what happens is a person, whether they realize it or not, can get into the pews and, and try to gather teachers that are going to tell them what they want to hear or what is pleasing for them. But see, it's even dangerous because not everybody in the crowd wants to hear the same thing. So now you got confusion. Now, now a lot of these pastors don't know what to preach. And they're measuring their message by the response of the people instead of the response of God. Man, well, if I say that, then, then such and such on the second row is going to get mad. And then if I say this, then they might leave the church. And if I say that, oh, oh man, if I say that, then he might not like it. And Oh, man, I don't think I should say that. And now a person instead of being yoked to the Lord, has now been yoked to the people. And instead of the people getting what is maybe wholesome or sound or good for them, now they're just getting what they want to hear and it becomes dangerous. Saints, this is happening all over because what happens is, is that after a while, a lot of pastors realize that, wait a minute, I got to find out what's going to sell the books and the tapes. I got to find out what's going to move the crowd. And now a person, like I stated earlier, becomes a performer instead of someone that is being led by God to preach the gospel. Apostle Paul is telling Timothy to watch out for this. He said that they may not receive it, he said, because of their desires and because they want their ears to be tickled. They want to hear something pleasing. Saints, listen to me. Sometimes we are going to be in God's presence and in the church and it's not going to feel pleasing. It's just not. But that's okay. And I'm not saying it's going to be like that all the time. But there's sometimes, and I know, I know just knowing God, sometimes he loves us so much that we're going to be in a situation where a message is going to come across, and that message is not going to leave you when you leave the church. It's going to follow you home. It's going to follow you to your prayer closet. It's going to follow you on the work. It's going to follow you when you go to school. And God's saying, I'm, I, you might have left the church, but I'm still here. I, I'm trying to get this message across to you because I love you. Amen? Well, this is the mindset that we have to develop with the Scripture. And we cannot get to a place where we want our own kind of teachers. We want the kind of teachers that God has sent into our lives. Can I have an amen? I'm going to share a personal testimony. I talked to you guys about Pastor James Davis because Pastor James Davis was a man of God who greatly impacted my life. Just came off the football field. I gave my life to God. I was looking for a local church, and I found a church in Sacramento. I lived in Alameda, but I would drive to Sacramento in the, on the off-season on Tuesday nights for Bible study. I would drive there on Sunday morning. Matter of fact, I would beat them to church, and they lived in Sacramento. He would come up to the church and say, what you doing here? I said, I'm hungry. I want to be fed because he would take the Bible just like I'm doing and he'd break down the scripture and I just couldn't believe it. It just was just food for my soul. And so 
But one of the things that, that happened to me was, is as I'm going through this process with Pastor Davis, it struck me because here I am, a professional football player, prime in my career, all over the newspaper, all over Monday Night Football, all this stuff. But he, I never got the sense that he was impressed with me. I never got the sense that he was impressed. And I started to realize, and I'm going to share this with you, and he was tough on me. He was really tough. You know, he was tough and challenging in that, you know, he, his demands for the Scripture were, he saw what God was doing. I don't know if he saw all this. He saw God was going to do something in my life, and he made a demand on me from a doctrinal and scriptural standpoint, get in your Bible. Your Bible. Your Bible. Stop. You don't need to be looking at all kinds of who's the latest preachers and teachers all the time. Turn your television off. Get into your Bible. Know the word. If you don't know this, then you're not going to know the the counterfeit when it comes. Get into the scripture. Learn. 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 And Sometimes he would challenge us. We'd be in the meeting before church and we'd have our big roundtable discussion with the guys. And if we didn't know something out of the word, he would look at us and tell me, what are you doing? Son, you don't know that by now? You've been saved for six months. I'm like, brother, I've been saved for six months. I'm just, give me a chance. You should know that. Get in your word. But what happened was, it, it helped me to see, and I'm going to just say this to you, saints, that It was such a blessing because I didn't have a pastor who was trying to parade what I did for a living in the natural. A lot of these guys, I watch them just like we have guys here. This is the reason why I don't parade a lot of these guys. We got general manager of the Oakland Raiders go to the church. We got all these football players. We got Andre Ware. Ware. You don't see me having these guys up here parading them around. Elder Kenyon was right there. You saw the whole thing, didn't you, Elder Kenyon? We were in the same church. We both got saved at the same time. Pastor Davis, he, he wasn't trying to, he, you know what he told me one day? I was like, man, I'm fired up. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to be on the worship team. I'm ready. He says, son, <laughs> I'm ready. I was ready. I'm just, man, I barely just stopped cussing. I wasn't even ready. Man. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. He's, I know you fired up. You're, I'm ready to go. I'm pre-. He said, son, I want you to sit right there in that front row and I want you to listen to me. I don't care what you did for a living. For a living. There's only one star in this church, and it's Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? That's exactly what he told me. I was like, oh, really? Okay, well, praise the Lord. And I just sat there. (laughs) But what happens is, what happens is, saints, is God will bring teachers into your life. What you don't want to do is have teachers that you're grabbing or groping for simply on the basis of you wanting to hear something that you want to hear. If we do this, what happens to us is we can go down a slippery slope and I thank God that I didn't have, I didn't know anything about this and I had a man of God who said, I'm just going to give you the word. Will you be satisfied with that? And so it says here, these people, they heap up for themselves teachers. And then look at verse 4. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fable. So what happens is when we refuse to hear the truth of God's word, which is going to convince, rebuke, exhort, what will happen is we'll get to a place in our lives where we can turn our ears away from the truth, but then ultimately we're going to grab after something, and he says it's fables. We'll turn aside to something that's ultimately a lie. 
And so now we're building a foundation and we're building on something that looks and has the appearance of right, but it's actually wrong based on the fact that I've, because of my own desires and because of me wanting to hear something that's just pleasing to me, it's ultimately led me to grabbing a teacher and making them or wanting them to say what I want them to say. We never want teachers like that. We want somebody in our lives, and I'm saying this to all of us, Because I have a pastor too. We want somebody in our lives that is on the Lord's side, not just on our side. That loves the Lord enough that whether we like it or not, they're going to preach the word of God and not just what we want to hear. And it's going to come with conviction or convincing, rebuke, exhortation. But all of us have to, we have to embrace this. It says this in verse 5. But you be watchful in all things. He says endure afflictions. Saints, whether it's me or you sharing the word of God, when we have this perspective, sometimes you're going to have to endure affliction in regards to it. Because this is not a popular message. Preaching the gospel or preaching the word is not always popular. But saints, this is not a popularity contest. We're not in this to see who's, who's got the biggest crowd and who's got the biggest, you know, the most planes and who's got the biggest building and who's dressed the, the nicest and, and all this other stuff that has crept into the church to define what spirituality is all about. None of that has anything to do with true spirituality or the word of God being preached or heralded. We have to get back to the simplicity of enjoying just the simple message that's being preached. He says, be watchful on all things. He says, endure afflictions. He says, do the work of an evangelist. And then I like what he says here. He tells young Timothy, he says, fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Saints, all of you in some ways, in in some area, you're called to herald the word of God. All of you. He just told us all to do the work of an evangelist. That means to go out and to share our faith. I'm challenging you all this afternoon to do it. To preach the word of God. Get in your Bible. Know your scriptures. When the Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door, know what you need to say. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen. And, 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 and sometimes we need to pause. Maybe you don't invite them in the house, but you, you sit there in the, in the, uh, right there in, the, in, in front of the house and you let them know. Do you know about the blood of Jesus Christ? Do you know that Jesus died for my sins? He was buried for my sins. He rose from the grave. That there's not another book. Amen. And that the Bible is the inspired, holy inspired word of God. And I know about you guys. You guys try to change some stuff in the Bible. You don't even believe that Jesus Christ is God. He's the second member of the triunity of God. We got to know our stuff. I mean, you try to change this. In John chapter 1, you try to, you, you change this. You change this so it says that there was a God. I know about all that stuff. So y'all want to keep on talking? I mean, one time I was, one of the Mormons came and they started preaching to me one day and I started preaching. We were at, I was at this store and then they came up on their bikes, right? They came right up on the bikes. They had their suits on. I was looking at I said, oh, that's pretty cool. So they came up. I said, hey, what's your name? I said, oh, my name's Napoleon. How are you doing? So I get to talking to them. And then all of a sudden, as I'm talking to them, because most of you guys that really know me, I got a word of knowledge. So I'm talking to him, and he's telling me about, you know, his faith and his religion. I said, man, you know what? You guys seem pretty cool and everything. You guys got some nice moral standards and values and stuff, but you guys don't have any power. And he said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, you don't have any power. You, need, you guys don't have the power of the Holy Ghost. 
He said, what you mean? I said, yeah, because the, the Spirit of God just told me how you were just lusting after this girl. And I started prophesying and, and giving him a word of knowledge. He looked at his friend. He said, well, I don't, I don't know about that. We need to get out of here. We, we think but you need some power, brother. I saw you. The Holy Ghost just gave me some revelation on you. He got on his bike. They, ran, they got out of there so quick. Saints, we got to know how to combat this stuff with the power of the Holy Spirit and with the Word of God. Amen? All of us. So, but that means that I got to know my word. I got to know my word. Number two. Now, now, listen, saints. We also have to be in a position where as we're taking the word of God out, that just because what you have to say is not popular, that we, we have to refuse to water it down to make people feel comfortable or more pleased with, with our presentation. Sometimes one of the greatest things that you can tell people is, hey, listen, you need to stop. There are times when I had to tell my former teammates, we're walking through the hallways of the, of the hotel rooms, and I see them walking with somebody that's not their wife. Hey, man, that's not your wife. Uh, you better ask somebody. I would call them out. You better ask somebody. That's not your wife, man. The Word of God says, man, you shouldn't be doing that stuff. Flee fornication. Everything that's outside of us, I just start going off and letting them know that's not right. That's not your wife. I would call them brothers out. I'm just saying, I'm just, hey, that's not your, I wasn't mean about it, but I would just say, that's not your wife, man. What you doing with this girl up in here? The brothers start hiding from me. <laughs> the brothers like, oh, make sure Napoleon right around, he's going to call us out. But what happens is, <laughs> Satan, I give him the word. I give him the word. That's not, come on now, I'm not trying to be mean, but you know that's not your wife, man. We all up in Kansas City, he's probably got somebody else. I'm like, who is this? That's not the woman you introduced me to. But, I mean, is that wrong for me to do that, Say, It's the right thing. It's the right thing. We got to let people know in the name of Jesus that, hey, this is what's right. And brothers, man. But you know what? A lot of them brothers end up getting saved. And when they wanted to get saved, they came to my locker like Nicodemus. Talking about, hey, man, I need help. Could you pray for me? But, saints, we have to be, we can't. Change the message, water it down just to make people feel comfortable. Because now what we're doing is, is we're giving in to the itching ears and we're just as guilty as the people that are desiring the, the pleasing message. Now let me say this. I'm not saying you guys are mean and rude to people. But what you do is you never compromise the message to make people feel good. Now I'm going to say this to you guys. And I'm, this is, hey, this is right now. This message is a message that is designed to get you activated in your community and get ready for warfare to go do some work for God. But since, let me say this to you, especially when it comes to your family members. Because I watch this. A lot of times we have a standard for the heathen that we don't like. But when our family member, we know we need to give them a word. We, well, you know, they, they, they really saved. They just don't know it yet. And, their heart is right, but they just not there. They, I know they're in the club and they're doing wrong and they shouldn't be walking. They're not walking with God. But, you know, I just know that they, they, they still good people. But, but say, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Good people, but we have to learn to tell people, hey, son, hey, daughter, you're doing wrong. I love you, but it's still wrong. I love you, but it's wrong. I have to tell my cousins. I, got to tell, I have to tell my family members. Sometimes, saints, we have to do that. Apostle Paul was willing to look Peter in the eye and say, you're wrong. 
And so we can't compromise even when it comes to people we love and that we're really close to. We have to be sensitive about it. We have to be sensitive about it. And then the last thing I'm going to address this, this evening is saints, also when we're receiving the word, when we're receiving the word, once again, make sure that you're not weighing the success of a message solely on the basis of how it made you feel. Because sometimes... The word of God is a two-edged sword. Sometimes it's going to cut you, but then it's going to heal you. And we have to learn to say, God, I have a healthy appetite for the scripture. No matter, no matter what is said, just, just give me the word so that I can turn around and apply it to my life and be better. It may, I may not always go away feeling the, exhorted. Sometimes I'm going to feel convinced or convicted. Sometimes I'm going to feel rebuked. But Lord, I thank you that you, through the preaching, you're trying to change or rearrange something in my life. I receive it. At the end of this age, according to the word of God, there's going to be a great falling away. And I believe it's going to happen because at some point in time, people are going to wake up and realize that not everything that they desired or not everything that was pleasing to their ears was good for them. And when the trouble comes and the pressure comes, there's not going to be enough substance or soundness of doctrine in them to hold them for the tough times. And saints, we want to be, um, we want to be full on God's word so we're able to navigate through these situations without um, getting ourselves caught up in, in how we're feeling in the moment. All of the word is good. It may not always feel good, but it's all good. And let's receive it as such so that as we journey on, we can look back and say, God, I'm full of your word. So no matter what storm I go through, I'm able to make it through it. I wasn't deceived and I wasn't a deceiver. Father, I thank you today for Apostle Paul. And we thank you for his charge to Timothy to preach the word. To, to be ready in season and out of season. To convince, to rebuke. Lord, to exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. God, you said through your word, the time will come when men will not tolerate sound doctrine. But because of their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will gather up for themselves teachers. God, I pray that in this church that we would not be those teachers. We would not be those preachers. And we would not be those individuals that want to just hear something pleasing for our ears. God, we choose your word today. The simplicity of your word. God, use your word to change us, to rearrange us, to rebuke us, to convince us, to exhort us. God, use your word. And Lord, we don't want fables. We just want the simple truth. And God, as we're growing in you, we're asking you, Lord, to protect this church, protect this house from this condition, this disease that is in the church. And Father, we pray right now that God, you would give us discernment so we can discern those who are just trying to tell us what we want to hear. God, we love the truth and we want the truth. And God, though it may hurt, we thank you that we know it heals. And this afternoon, God, 
We thank you. Thank you for your word. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We give you glory for it. In Jesus' name. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925-292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. And obviously, you're welcome to join us on our website, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net, and you can email us from that website as well. Now, as you visit our website, we do have other resource materials available, our online store, past sermons are available, as well as a COVID-19 update. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, at least until May 1st, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, again, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful during this challenging time with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we're praying and standing on His truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.